Well, I don't know about you, but that was about the worst way that this could have gone. Uh, we are talking about the draft lottery and surprise, surprise. We have thoughts, we have feelings, we have opinions. Let's get into all of that on today's bonus episode of Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to this special uh, Monday night episode of Locked on Blue Jackets. Just a special bonus episode. I say Monday night, it's Tuesday morning where I am. Um, I stayed up for the draft lottery. I don't know about any of you. I'm your host, Jay Foster. I've got Hayden Halshorn with me, my wonderful co-host. And I think it's safe to say that neither of us are particularly impressed with how that lottery went down. So I guess let's let's start with the main thing. The Blue Jackets have dropped after being 32nd in the league for most of the last two months of the season. They had that win against Pittsburgh that pushed them up to 31st. And now they have dropped a spot even more. Instead of picking second overall, they are going to be drafting third overall in the draft. After this season, that feels like a disappointment to me. It feels like a disappointment. It's... The, the, well, first of all, you knew if you would have told me before the show tonight, like I, I went to work today. I was I was so excited because it was like this is the the cap off to the year. This is what the Blue Jackets did. They they tanked for Bedard. They they did as best as they could. They got as low as they could and they and they got themselves the second best odds for it. Great. Like this is this is going to be it. This is our big night. And you, you saw on the screens on 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 the fan cams, Columbus showed out. It was great. And it was just, you know, if you would have told me before, like it was going to end up being one, two, three, like Chicago, Ducks, and then Columbus, I would have said rigged. And then that's how it, it happened. And then the way that it happened, I don't know how, what else to believe other than rigged. Like that was just, that was abysmal. That was pathetic for national TV. I couldn't, I couldn't believe what just happened. What, what just happened on, in front of our eyes on ESPN. That was an embarrassment. Yeah, because as far as I'm aware, it wasn't live, if I'm right. It was filmed an hour ago, and then they put it on a on a delay. But Kevin Weeks... even worse. That's even the, worse. Drops the, the quote-unquote teaser. They cut straight to commercial. They come back. Columbus picks third. And then they move on. And just, like... It's like, I... I we did a live show for Locked On NHL um, where we talked. It was me, the Locked On Sharks host, Locked On Flyers, and Locked On Ducks. And they talked about how... As a fan base, Columbus showed the hell up this season. They were selling out games that were meaningless. They were selling out April Tuesday games against, like, the Dallas Stars. And there was 19,000 people in that arena. And the team was bad, and the team was losing. And I don't know, like... I want to press this. The, tea, the, the Blue Jackets are still going to get an extremely good player third overall but it just it's such a disappointment and the way that it was done and the fact that Chicago a team that shouldn't have draft picks because and uh, is this a hot take I don't care the way that they handled Bradley Aldrich the way that they handled that decade-long sexual assault cover-up 
any other league would have stripped them of draft picks for the next three years. They would not have had draft picks. And so instead, what they've done is they've turned around and they've given them the next Connor McDavid, the next Sidney Crosby. And it just... This this league is it's not serious. I don't know how you take this league seriously. I, do I think it's rigged? Probably not. Because like we talked about... Um, I think we talked about in, in an earlier recording. I don't think this league could rig their way out of a damp paper bag, but it feels rigged tonight. It feels the most rigged it's ever felt. Like if there's one night where you as a fan are allowed to call your league rigged, it is a night like tonight when the way that those things just unfolded the way that they did. I think the fan cam that they showed of the three places perfectly dis- like shows what the NHL was thinking. They got the the big crowd in Columbus because you're absolutely right, Jay. Like Columbus was selling out Blue Jackets games. People were asking me to go to Jackets games every single night that they played. Like and and the, and then it showed out on TV. You could see it. And then tonight down at the at the pub, I don't know where it was at, but I didn't even know it was going on. But it, like that's like I didn't know it was going on. Still, that many people went. You know, so and and then they show the ducks. There's like a, a medium crowd. There's some excitement there. And I saw a little bit of the live show that you guys did. Uh, the ducks guy was fired up. He thought he was going to get he thought he was going to get Connor Bedard tonight. And and they had the number one best odds. Right. It was them. Right. They had the number one best odds. And I can't recall off the top. I think it was them. And and um, yeah, it was like and then Chicago just is sitting there in their like team meeting room. Like they have like the family members of the team. Like it's like there's nobody there at their little party. And it's just that's exactly what they need to do, right? They need to generate excitement in Chicago, you know, because they just don't have enough people in that city to get fired up about hockey or something. I don't know. So they just, you know, give them the generational talent. It's all it's all bull crap. It's all rigged. And if there's one night you as a Jackets fan are allowed to call it that, it's tonight. The NHL is rigged. The league is a joke. What are we even we're gonna keep following it? We're just we can't we're we're handcuffed. We can't do anything. We can't we're just going to move on. It's, it's yeah, and I talk about this a little bit off mic. I don't even think it's necessarily that I'm so mad that the Blue Jackets dropped because I fully assumed that the Blue Jackets were going to drop. That's the way the numbers were going. The Blue Jackets had a 14% chance of picking second and a 30% chance of picking third. They had a 41% chance of picking fourth, so I guess we should be grateful that they didn't fall to fourth. Ducks had number one chance, right, of getting the the, the ducks. Yeah, the ducks had a twenty five percent. Yeah, chance. so they should be they they should feel disappointed. I feel I, bad for ducks I'm, fans tonight. Too. Uh, yeah, if I'm a ducks fan, I'm furious. Yeah, I feel bad and for ducks it, fans. It's partially tonight. disappointment. It's partially that, like I don't know. I I I spent the entire day not hyping myself up and trying to temper my expectations, and I genuinely think I'm more annoyed that the blue jackets I'm, I'm more i'm less annoyed that the blue jackets moved back and more annoyed that chicago was the team that jumped them because i just i think it's a team that doesn't they don't deserve this they just had almost 20 years of patrick hayne who all my personal feelings on him cups. is probably going to be in the hall of fame jonathan tapes hall of famer uh marion hosa hall of famer patrick sharp hall of fame duncan keith hall of fame brent seabrook probably hall of fame and now all of those guys are gone and they just, they turn around and they, they start the cycle again. And it's so frustrating to watch because I think it's just, it's a team that doesn't deserve it. I think it's a fan base that doesn't particularly deserve it. And 
I would have I would have rather seen Connor Bedard in Anaheim. Horrible orange jersey and all. And now this is this is kind of where we are. But I want to I want to move on. I want to try and talk a little bit about more positive things because this draft is stacked. So there's a couple of options that the Blue Jackets could take, but third. If we assume that Connor Bedard goes first, Adam Fantilli likely going second in any other year, like in the past nine out of 10 drafts, I think Adam Fantilli goes first overall. Like the only player, like the only players I think that go ahead of him are Matthews, McDavid, maybe Jack Hughes. Adam Fantilli is going to be a stud. But even before, even after that, you look at the next kind of tier of players. You've got Will Smith, who scored 100 points and 50 goals this season in like 57 games. You have a guy like Michkov, who could be the next Alex Ovechkin if he makes it over here. He's a big high risk <laughs> player. Leo Carlson is the is, is the potential future number one center like the the concept of leo carlson between johnny gaudreau and patrick line is just so so exciting so like the blue jackets have options here i don't think that this is a failure i'm annoyed i'm frustrated i was really looking forward to adam fantilli being a blue jacket um but this is not the end of the world the blue jackets are still gonna get a very very good piece in in this and i mean even now there's still people arguing what if Adam Fantilli drops to third? Like, are there guys that could go ahead of Fantilli? Potentially. You know, you don't know what Anaheim's going to do. Anaheim could do the wild cards. They, I, they did it a couple of seasons ago with um, Mason McTavish. No one expected Mason McTavish to go third overall, but the Ducks did, and so they took him. And I think that's why the Blue Jackets ended up with Kent Johnson, because, you know, that's that rolls down the line. But there are a lot of good prospects in this draft. And I You're right should be excited by who they're going to get and not focusing on the one that got away because the blue jackets the blue jackets the story of their life is the ones that got away you know i'm sick of it i'm gonna we're gonna look ahead to the future we're gonna get excited about this new player whoever he might be you're right that's that's a great way to put it he's not ours anymore so i don't have to think about him i think his i think he's boring in interviews i think he's trying to copy Crosby I think he's trying to copy McDavid he's just he's trying to car he's trying to copy and paste these you know I'm already over him I don't I don't care for him anymore you know he's gonna he can he, but but the other thing is too I just want to go back to it just for like 30 more seconds Chicago gets all the nice things why can't Columbus just for once have just that Chicago doesn't have which is just a good hockey team can we just have a good hockey do we the Chicago they had three cups Jay you rattled off all those players all these people that we've grown up with that are NHL fans that have been Blackhawks fans over the last you know 20 years have watched them win three cups we've watched the Blue Jackets win one real playoff series like it's like can we just have it's I will say I had a thought at the start of the season, um, which was the Penguins had the Pittsburgh Penguins had kind of a slow start to the season and they were kind of hovering in that draft lottery spot for a while. And I did have that horrible thought of Crosby ages out, Malkinese is out, Latang ages out, Penguins miss the playoffs this season, win the lottery and then start the cycle of dominance again with Connor Bedard. So it could be worse, guys. Could be worse. Could have been the Penguins. And then I would have had to just quit this sport and, you know, start paying attention to lacrosse or something. Um, it would have been, it would have been so bad. Oh, it would have been so bad. Can you imagine how bad? 
it would have been if Penguins had got him. So it could have been worse. Yeah, for me specifically, and also for Blue Jackets fans in general, um, the future is still bright with this team. I think that's the thing that we're going to focus on here. It's, it's. I think this pod, this, this was good because I think a lot, a lot of people are going to get a chance to vent, and I know I had a chance to do some yelling. Hayden's had a chance to do a little bit of yelling. The future is bright for this team, and whoever they add is going to add to a very, very good group already. One final thing I'll say, if it helps you with coping, just watch two highlight tapes, Leo Carlson and Matvey Mikhov. We have three years to learn his name if we draft him. Um, Watch the highlight tapes of those guys. They're studs. They are studs. Like It does feel like this draft really is star star heavy. Um, So, yeah, I guess it's it's just time to move on. But overall, disappointing night. Yes, especially the ESPN. You guys blew it, and and the NHL. You guys blew it big time. Yeah, it just it it, uh, it was a reminder of how the the ESPN and like North America in general does not treat hockey like a serious sport. It is it is an afterthought, and I think that that live show showed it. I do want to just want before we wrap up one final thing. I don't think Mitch Kopp is going to be a Blue Jacket. Like I, I said, the Blue Jackets need a center, and Mitch Kopp is a very 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 good winger. The Jackets have a lot of wingers, and if you pick up Mishkov, then you've got to basically get rid of one of Kent Johnson, Kirill Marchenko, Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick Laine. And I don't want to do that because I've got attached to all of them. But I don't think Yarmo is going to be. I don't think Yarmo sees himself here in time to watch that too. I think Yarmo's in a win now. Let's draft yeah. a win now guy. I will say, as an eighteen-year-old. In the KHL, arguably the second hardest league in the entire world for hockey, Matvey Mitchkov had 20 points in 27 games. As, like I said, as an 18-year-old, those numbers do not seem shocking, but the KHL is, like I said, second hardest league in the world to play in, and they do not let young players play in that league. So the fact that he's in that league and he's putting up points as an 18-year-old should make people very very excited um as a 16 year old in uh under 18s he scored 12 goals as a 16 year old playing under 18s in seven games like and that's the worst case scenario right now i want to i want to point that out worst case scenario is matvey mitchkov could be worse guys I mean, it looks exciting. The team's going to be exciting no matter what. Like, I'm excited for what we're bringing back. I'm excited for the development of Kirill Marchenko. I'm excited for Patrick Laine. We have a long summer ahead of us, and I think these Mitchkov and Carlson both have great highlight tapes that I think Blue Jackets fans can just sink their teeth into and get you and get used to uh, trying to debate between those two guys because I feel like that's kind of where we're aiming. Or Will Smith, throw that in there. But I just googled Will Smith and I got the actor, of course. So best of, of luck course. with that one. Well, I know. Well, if you want to learn more about any of those players, um, locked on Blue Jackets, you go to the YouTube channel. Uh, we have a handy playlist of all of the draft profiles I've done so far. So Leo Carlson is there, Matvey Mitchkov is there, uh, Will Smith is there, uh, Zach Benson is also there. He's kind of a sleeper pick for that kind of top five that I don't think is likely for the Blue Jackets to pick him, but he's a potential guy that they could pick. So there's, if you want more draft coverage, go over to the YouTube channel. Uh, 
bunch of prospect profiles, all with people who are much smarter than I am and know much more about prospects. I am mostly just here to ask questions and uh, not look too stupid when <laughs> when they are talking. But I think that's that's kind of it for us here. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a regular episode. We talked about uh, Mathieu Olivier earlier today, so we'll uh, we'll talk all about him and uh, we'll be less upset the next time you see us, I think. Uh, so I've been Jay Foster. You can find me at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find Hayden over at HaydenH971 on Twitter. Blue Jackets, uh, Locked on Blue Jackets, you can find at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. We're all on every podcasting app of choice. We are on YouTube. We're on Sirius XM. And uh, disappointment, but I still think it's going to be a real fun offseason. And if nothing else, this gives us more to talk about because if we'd won, it would have been Conor Bedard. We would know that. Now we get to debate and have other kind of fun conversations. So we'll do that further down the line. But till tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.